Sister Dottie, praise him this morning. Yes, yes. Right. I know from whence cometh my help. I know where my strength lies. It's all in him. Sister Myers, praise him this morning. Right. Right. Yes. 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 Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Right. Let's give God another hand clap. Thank you. When I woke this morning, opposition blocked my way. Tried to make me stumble before I could start my day. But I stepped into the throne room. I cried, Father, hear my plea. I need some reinforcements and some angels down to me. Oh, yes, God's getting ready. God's getting ready. God's getting ready to do something good in me. I feel a holy confirmation. He's going to change my situation. God's getting ready to do something good in me. I picked up my old Bible and I began to read out loud about afflictions of the righteous and how God brings them out. Though I face this adversary, I know victory's on the way. I feel a shout within me and with confidence I say, God's getting ready. God's getting ready. God's getting ready to do something good in me. I feel a holy confirmation. He's going to change my situation. God's getting ready to do something good in me. Yes, now God's getting ready. God's getting ready. God's getting ready to do something good in me. I feel a holy confirmation. He's going to change my situation. God's getting ready to do something good in me. I feel a holy confirmation. He's going to change my situation. God's getting ready to do something good in me. Let's lift our hands to the Lord this morning and praise Him. Praise God, praise God. Lord, we love you this morning and we thank you for another opportunity to be in your house and worship and praise you. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated. Uh, this week we have a celebration. It's Thanksgiving week and uh, I, I was sitting there thinking... 
how much we have to be thankful for. And if I started now, and when the sun would go down tonight, I still would not have been able to thank God for all of the many benefits and blessings uh, that he has bestowed upon me and my family. And, uh, but uh, the greatest gift of all, and, and I'm thankful for that today, is that uh, he allowed me to be raised in a home and a family where truth was the most important thing. And, you know, my dad put that first, and then consequently everything else was added. And, uh, and I thank God for that this morning. Amen. I'm thankful for all of you that are here this morning. I uh, was back there talking to Brother Steve, and a beautiful young lady come up and, and uh, hugged my neck. And it took me for a minute or two there to realize that was Courtney. It's good to see her and Sharon here this morning. And, and I asked Brother Cooper, I don't see real good past the third pew, but uh, I asked him, wasn't that Bonnie back there? And he assured me that it was. So it's so good. We can be thankful that uh, some of our children are coming home. Amen. And uh, how good God has been to us. And, uh, you know, in the time that we've been here, I know that uh, we've made a lot of mistakes and, and failed in a lot of areas. But I thank God for the things that, uh, that he did allow us to accomplish. And most of all, those of you that uh, found God and have lived for him all of these years and, and continue to live for God. You know, over in Jennings, Louisiana, they have a, a place there. They call uh, it's a little restaurant type thing, and they call it. Uh, the guy says he is the Boudin King of Southeast Texas. Well, uh, they have that uh, distinction, but here in Salesby, we have a greater distinction than that. We got the Turkey King. Amen. Uh, brother, brother Looper is. Uh, I told him, and I don't think Brother, where Brother Silver, there he is. I don't think Brother Silver wants to go in the turkey cooking business. And I told him, I said, you know, you know how to do this. Now you can just get in here and do it for a living. And he looked at me like I fell out of a tree. But, uh, you know, I think they cooked about 300 turkeys uh, since Thursday morning. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I thought maybe Brother Looper might want me to preach this morning, but I think he wants to preach so he don't have to be very long and he can go home and get a nap today because I don't think he's got much sleep in the last three days but I know he's thankful for all of you that helped him and come out and uh, and uh, I'm sure he's got some more to say about that but uh, hadn't God been good to us amen let's all stand and, and lift our hands to the Lord as brother Looper comes this morning amen let's all stand and Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, God. We magnify you, Savior. We lift up your wonderful name today, Jesus. You are so good. You are so great. You are so wonderful. You are so mighty. Why don't you just take a few moments to really praise him today? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you all give him a hand clap of praise this morning? Praise God. Praise God. Lord bless you. You can be seated. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. 
on with Brother Cooper and Brother Duplessis. We welcome all of our guests that are here today. Lord bless you for coming to the house of God. So thankful for God's goodness, God's mercy. And I tell you what, there's no better place in the world to be than in God's house. Amen. Worshiping Him in spirit and in truth today. I am so thankful for this glorious truth. Amen. God has truly been good to us. And uh, we do want to thank everyone that helped us this weekend. We had a busy, smoky weekend. And uh, thank everyone for helping us. And uh, I tell you what, a lot of, a lot of turkeys. I think it was 310 to be exact. And um, I just thank everyone for their help and uh, working with us on that. And uh, thankful for... God's mercy, God's grace, and uh, I tell you what, I, I, I am just honored to be in the house of God, and I, I am thankful for all of God's blessings along with Brother Duplessis. I, I could go on forever thanking God for all that he has done, and I would never get through, and I know that I would leave a lot of things out because God has been so good to me. Uh, Brother Duplessis will be preaching to us tonight in this evening service. And i uh, got a few more announcements we'll make, but we'll wait till all the classes come in at the end of service. And uh, this is Thanksgiving week, and it is a time, I think every day is a day of Thanksgiving to the Lord. But this is a time that we have set aside to give God praise and glory and thanks for all of His goodness and uh, all of the things that he has done for us. And I don't think that we could ever praise him enough. We certainly could not praise him too much for all of his goodness. If you have your Bibles, turn to uh, Colossians chapter 3. And we'll read there in verse number 15. And uh, try to give you what I feel the Lord has laid on my heart today. And I want to preach to you this morning for a few moments about a thankful heart. Just a thankful heart. 3 and 15, the scripture says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. And you can be seated. The scripture says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. And then it says, and be ye thankful. Be ye thankful. It says in verse number 17, it says, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks. Giving thanks. I, I believe today that thankfulness should be a part of our life. It should be something that we just do automatically. I don't think that it ought to be something that we have to hype up or pump up, but we should have a praise and a thankful heart continually, and uh, we should sing and give praises to God. The scripture says 
that admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord, that this is what it encourages us to do. And um, there is a lot to be said about being thankful and this week of Thanksgiving. Thursday is a day that we celebrate Thanksgiving. It was a time of harvest where they came and just praised and, and they, they gave thanks for the things that they had done or the, the, the uh, harvest that God had blessed them with. And uh, many, many trials and tribulations that they went through in the early days to get to that point. And uh, I'm sure if we would have been there, we could understand more. Thank God that I wasn't, that I live in the day that I do today. But, but uh, we could understand more their celebration of Thanksgiving. But we should never forget. Uh, they, they always say that we should never forget history unless we repeat history. So we should always be thankful, and I, I believe that we, we could all think of different things to be thankful unto God for today. It says, if, if you haven't all the things you want, if you don't have everything that you want in life, be grateful for all that you don't have that you don't want. So there is a lot... You, you think that you're going through a lot of things in your life right now, but no matter what you are facing in life, it could be a lot worse. And so you ought to be thankful uh, for God for the things that He hasn't allowed to happen to you. We, we, we don't even know. And I, I think sometimes that it would scare us if we really knew the things that God kept from harming us and kept away from us. And... The, the danger that, that he just simply just guides us around. How, how many times in your life have you uh, something happen on your way of travel and uh, delayed you for a few moments and uh, you were very upset at the problem of being delayed for a period of time, getting on the wrong road or, or uh, something like that, your wife taking a little too long and and uh, <laughs> surely it wasn't any of the husbands, but, but, and, and just delayed you for a few moments and then you got down the road some, some miles later and you seen a terrible accident that possibly you could have been in if it wasn't for the delay that you had in your travel. I, I believe that that is not by accident, but it is by the divine protection of God. And uh, I think that we could, we could thank Him and thank Him, and thank Him, and thank Him, and never, never thank Him enough. And uh, I read a little something I'll share with you. I, probably, I think I've shared this with you before, but you've probably forgotten, so I'll bring it to your uh, memory again. said that there was a man and a woman that was given a sizable contribution to the church to honor the memory of their son who lost his life in war. When the announcement was made of the generous donation, a woman whispered uh, to her husband that was sitting in the congregation and they were listening at what was going on. She said, let us give the same amount for our son. And her husband turned, looked at his wife and said, what are you talking about? 
Our son was not killed. And she said, that's just the point. Let us give an expression of our gratitude for God sparing his life. So I think that, that we could, so many times we, we fail to give the thanks and we fail to give the honor and the glory that is due God. On the lighter side, said a man and a woman in Vermont, a farmer was sitting on the porch with his wife and uh, he was beginning to realize how much she meant to him. And his mind was going over how uh, great a life that they had had together. It, it was about time that he would understand this because they had lived together for 42 years. And uh, she had been such a help and very willing to work in whatever area that needed to be done and, and take care of his family and raise his children, clean the house and all the things that wives used to, I mean, wives do. <laughs> and uh, as they sat together on the porch that afternoon and he looked over at his wife and he said, you've been such a wonderful, wonderful wife. He says, at times I can hardly keep from telling you. So... Uh, I think sometimes we are to be a little more open with our thinking in areas of our appreciation and gratitude for someone that has had a great effect in our life. And uh, I, I can remember something that happened to me, and it's kind of on a sad note. And my, my family, uh, we were a little different, I guess, and are probably more like a lot of a lot of families uh, today that that my daddy was not one to really tell anybody that he loved them, and I can remember he always made a joke out of it. My wife, my mother said it wasn't really a joke, and uh, he said that he told Shirley, which was my mother, his wife, and said I told her he'd always tell this and kind of laugh about it and make very light of it, and said. I told her when we got married that I loved her, and if I ever changed my mind, I'd let her know. So I, there's no need to tell her every day. And uh, I, I learned something from that. I learned that, that uh, I wanted to express my feeling a little more than, than uh, once in my lifetime. So I, I tried. He was not one to really tell all of us children that he loved him. We knew that he did, but it just words just... He, uh, I, I can remember one time I was hugging his neck in a service and I was telling him that I thanked him and I loved him for all that he had done for me and what he has instilled this truth in my heart. And, uh, I, and I just waited because I, I wanted him to tell me, you know, that he was proud of me, that he loved me. And, I, and he never did say it. So I said, can't you just tell me that you love me? He said, you know I do, and you know I can't say that. And uh, I said, well, anyway, I said, it probably wouldn't hurt you every once in a while to loosen up and say that. But I can, I can remember uh, those things in my life. And, and as we go back and we can remember uh, missed opportunities in our life, I can remember uh, about three years ago, I believe it was, we, we would always go to... Um, to Arkansas 
over the holidays and, and uh, spend time with my family. And uh, me and my, my second brother, uh, we had, we, uh, there, was, there was great conflict in our lives of growing up where we didn't have too good of a relationship. And, uh, uh, but <clears throat> later on in life, uh, we, we got to be real close. And uh, he'd come see me and I'd go see him. I was very shocked the first time that he drove down here just to see me made a great impression on my on me and and I, I said I didn't really know that you even acknowledged that I was your brother but uh, we had some great times in life in the last few years of his life we were very very close and um, I I remember when I was there in December we were riding uh, down the down the uh, road going hunting or whatever doing something to do with hunting and and uh, we were just enjoying each other's company. And I, I was thinking to myself, I said, you know, I ought to just open up and tell him how much I appreciate him and that I love him. And uh, something in me said, no, I said, he'll just laugh at you. In which he probably would have uh, because that was just his nature. And uh, I did not know in two months are a little under two months from that time that he would be uh, uh, leaving this life and uh, on his journey to the next life. And I, I sat there that evening and uh, I, I was just thinking, you know, a missed opportunity. I don't know what was, maybe it was just God just letting me know that, that it would not be long a very long, because I'd never had that feeling before. We just understood each other, you know. We just kind of understood the way each other felt. But I, I missed out on a very uh, great opportunity to, to say something that I should have said that I did not say. And uh, if we could, we could understand today the opportunity that we have uh, and and I, I, don't, I wasn't even planning on saying that, but I, I, I guess that, that what I'm trying to say this morning, we better take uh, note of every moment that we have with our children and with our family and uh, with our wives, husbands, and, and wives with, with your husband. Remember, you need to tell them that you love them a little more often. And... And uh, especially those wives with their husband. I, I, can't, I can't seem to express that enough this morning. But, you know, if we, need to, uh, we need to understand that, that the blessings that we have. And, and lots of times the old saying is, you don't know what you have until it's gone. And then you look back at all the lost times and all the... The uh, moments that you could have said the right thing at the right time. And, and, and I don't know, maybe there may be some conflicts in your family. I, I don't know that. And I don't know everyone's situation. I know some, far as I know, everyone's getting along pretty good. But maybe the, the enemy, the adversary, has thrown in some conflicts of your family. And, and there's some things there that, that's, that's kind of separated you from... Uh, the ones that you loved. I encourage you today, get, get those things taken care of. There is nothing that is worth division in your life and, 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 and causing problems between uh, your family and, and yourself. And, and husband and wives, is there, if there's some little things in your life that, that's causing conflict there, 
You need to get over that. Take it to the altar. Lay it on the altar. Get past that. Don't hold uh, grudges. I don't know why I'm saying that this morning, but it, but it may be it may be for somebody this morning. Don't hold grudges and don't hold things over people's heads. But but uh, you know, just just put it on the altar. Ask forgiveness and go on. If it takes you saying I'm sorry, it'll be well well worth it. You know. There is, there is a lot said in the Bible. Now I'll try to go ahead and preach this morning. There is a lot said in the Bible about the danger of being unthankful. And the Bible lets us know that God does not approve of people being unthankful. The scripture says in Romans chapter 1, in verse number 21, it says, Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened. This is what the people did. They, they glorified Him not as God. Neither were, there, were they thankful for the things that God had done, them, uh, had done for them. And, and I tell you what, that paints a picture of this generation that we are living in today. We are, we are enjoying things that, that a lot of us never paid for. And we are enjoying the, the finer part of life that, that some of us never sacrificed for until it would get to a place where we would become unthankful for the things that God has blessed us with. And, and I, I just believe that when God blesses you with something, you ought to take care of it. You say, oh, I paid for it myself. I can do with it what I want. But God gave you the ability to get what you have gotten. And you ought to take care of it. And, and husbands, God give you a wife. And you ought to take care of her. Man, I ought to get an amen out of the ladies. You ought to, you ought to let her know how much you appreciate her work and what she does. And I, I tell you this morning, I do appreciate my wife. She is, she is a lot of different things, and she's a very, very busy person, and not about everybody else's business, mostly about my business. And uh, she, uh, not in a bad way, in a, in a good way, she, she is, uh, I tell you what, she's the mother of my children. She's a mother to my children. She's my wife. She's my companion. She's the one that has to listen at me complain and bellyache and gripe and listen to me when I'm, when I'm down and out and trying to get encouraged and try to encourage me when I am discouraged and, and feel like a failure. And then she is my secretary. She helped pay, pretty much pays all the bills and works here at the church. And, and uh, I think she kind of likes that because I don't check on too much about what she's spending. So I, I, I try not to look at that too much because I'm scared she might quit. But, but anyway, I do appreciate her. And, and I think we ought to be, because she's a blessing, she's a gift that God gave me. And uh, I, I have to thank my mother and father-in-law too for raising her. But, <laughs> I know, Brother Cooper, I'm getting soft. <laughs> But uh, I, I, uh, 
I, but honestly, I must say, I worked miracles when she came into my life. I've really helped her through the years. But, but people that are unthankful and ungrateful, God just really does not appreciate it at all. This is what God did to those in Romans chapter 1. He says in verse 25, He says, Wherefore God gave them up to uncleanliness. Through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves when they were unthankful and they did not give God glory and they did not glorify God as God. And uh, they, 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 were, they were unthankful and unholy. God gave them up to do these things and to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, doing things that was... And if you read the, the uh, first chapter of Romans, you'll get a, a very uh, vivid picture of society today. And this is what they did when they, they were unthankful and God gave them up and God gave them over. This is what they did in verse 25, who changed the truth of God into a lie. This is what they did. And worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator. Who is a blessed, who is blessed forever. Amen. And, and what society has done today, they were unthankful to God. They did not glorify God as God. God has gave society up. And this is what they have done. They have begun to worship the creature more than the Creator. What better picture of the society that we are living in today? They put more emphasis on the pets, dogs and cats, than they do the taking of an unborn child. If you... There's a lot been said. Now, I'm not for the abuse of animals, and don't misunderstand me this morning. I like, I like the joy of killing one every now and then. But uh, I guess that could be called abuse. But I do like to hunt and I do like to fish and, and all of those things. But uh, I, if you listen the past week on the news and in the paper and on the radio, they have been saying a lot about this farm that has been uh, abusing these pigs. And uh, I read a little bit, a bit about it. I don't agree with some of the things that they were doing, but it's amazing how foolish society is. That, that they, were, they were screaming and all get out of control about this, but it doesn't matter when someone abuses a child or it doesn't matter when someone says it's my choice and goes and aborts a baby before it is born up until the time that it is to be delivered. Uh, you know, that's the society that we live in today because we glorified God not as God. We were unthankful to Him, so God gave them over. God gave them up. And then they started, people have to worship something. If you're not worshiping God, you're going to be worshiping something. It might be your home that you're worshiping. It might be your job that you worship. It might, it might be your pet that you worship. It might be your child that you worship. It, it might be your vehicle that you worship. It might be anything that you worship, but humans are going to worship something and they started worshiping the creature 
more than the creator of all things. What happens when we take God out of our life? This is exactly what happens and this is what is playing forth today. When we take God out of our lives, we take Him out of our homes, we take Him out of our schools, we take Him out of our university, we take Him out of our politics. You say, oh, God never was in politics. Oh, yes, He was in politics. You read the Bible. Find who anointed the first king over, over Israel. It was a prophet. God was always, always very deep into politics and what was going on and, and what was taking place. He set up the thing the way that he wanted it to be run. And what, what is so scary is the majority of churches are taking God out of the church. Don't preach against sin. Everybody knows what sin is. The only way people knows what sin is by the preacher preaching against sin. And what, what has happened is we have a, a society that first started off by being unthankful. Then they are ungrateful. They disobey their parents. When we start taking God out of society, we raise a generation that is rebellious. That will say shut up to their mom and daddy. That will call them old man and old woman. That won't take care of the elderly. What's society trying to do today? If you are no prophet to society, your life might as well end. That's what a lot is saying in our leadership today. They won't come out and just actually... Well, a few of them has come out and actually said that. But, but you read the fine print, brother, and that's that you're not, you're not worth... We have come to, and it starts off by being unthankful. Unthankful, just simply being unthankful. And this is a time where we should be thankful. I tell you, if there's ever a time where America needs to come back to its senses and start thanking God for the places that God has brought us to, and the church needs to wake up and start making some noise, and say, hey, this, this is our country. This is what men bled and died for. But we would have the opportunity to worship and magnify God. And while we have this opportunity, we ought to take advantage of this opportunity. And a lot of people say, oh, they, they're never going to stop me from going to church. Well, they've already stopped a lot of people from going to church because... You're, you know, you're not really into praising God today and not really into magnifying Him today when you have the opportunity and nobody's telling you can't. You can't. Somebody's telling you you ought to. What's it going to be in the day where they say you can't praise God? Don't think you're going to change your mind and say, oh, I'm going to worship God. I don't care. They can cut off my fingers, cut off my head, whatever they want to do. But I'm going to be praising God. No, if you can't run with the footman. You're not going to be able to run when the horses start running. Amen. Israel, Israel was God's people. It was His chosen, His chosen people. And, and God loved them so much. They were, they were taken into captivity in, in Egypt. And for years, 
They prayed for a deliverer. God, send us a deliverer. God, we've got to have a deliverer. God, we, we want out of this bondage. We want out of this slavery. We want out of this place called Egypt. And so God talked to Moses on the backside of the desert. And Moses went with the, with the hand of God and, and actually with the rod of God and, and uh, led the children of Israel out of bondage. And boy, they were shouting they were magnifying. They were giving glory to God. They could not praise Him enough. Man, they were dancing. They were singing until the day that they come to the Red Sea and they look behind them and here come the Egyptian army. The first thing they started to do was complain and murmur and bellyache and say, Moses, why did you take us out of Egypt? When it wasn't Moses' idea in the first place. It was their idea and God told Moses to go lead them out so so here they are standing there and they screaming at Moses were there not enough graves back in Egypt that you had to lead us out here to this wilderness and now they're going to kill us and take what is left back to captivity and then God spoke to Moses Moses stretched forth his hand uh, his rod over the sea and the sea parted they walked across on dry ground and and uh, then the, the, the waters closed back up at Moses' command and the Egyptian army was drowned in the Red Sea and Lord have mercy did they have a celebration. They had a jubilee. They, they even got so spiritual and so fired up that they started writing songs and singing songs and giving praise to God of how great their God is and how big their God is and how mighty their God is. And, and oh man, it was so wonderful until a few short days later, another problem come. And they were on that roller coaster ride of up one minute, back down in the valley again. And they were murmuring and bellyaching and complaining again. Man, we're missing the garlic and the onions that was back in Egypt. Wish to God we'd have stayed in Egypt. And then God performs another miracle. He, he causes water to come out of a rock. And man, their God is big again and their God is great again. And all of us, all of us in here today can look back over this past year and we can think of the tragedies that has taken part in our life. Amen. There is many, many in here this morning that has lost companions. Some of you have lost companions. Some of you have lost children. And we could focus upon the loss. And this year hasn't actually been the best year of my life. In May, I lost my mother. And uh, very close to my mother. And I miss her very, very much so today. And, and I, could, I could allow that to take dominance in my life. And all I think about is the loss and the grief and the agony and the pain and, and uh, uh, the, the heartache that is there because I can't talk to her any longer and I can't, I can't visit with her any longer. And some of you, I, I know where you're at this morning. Some have lost children and some have lost companions and... And, and I know the agony and the pain that is there, but, but when we think on the things that we have lost, and then we think on the things that God has blessed us with, I, I can look back at my life and I can thank God for the, the 38 years that I had a mother that loved me. 
A mother that didn't throw me away when I messed up. A mother that taught me how to love God and how to serve God and taught me how to pray and how to dedicate my life to God. And you today can look back on a husband or a wife or a child that, that the good times that you have spent together. And uh, don't allow the devil to keep you down in the mully grubs about what you have lost. But thank God for what you have accomplished in your life. Amen. I believe that, that, that God does not want us to be on a roller coaster ride in our experience with God. But God is still worthy to be praised when we're on the valley floor. And God is still worthy to be praised when we're on the mountaintop. And God is still worthy to be praised when we're about midway in our life. Amen. It doesn't matter what's come or what's past or what's in our future. God is worthy of all of our praise. And I think today as a church of the living God, we should be able to magnify Him. Amen. In all things, give God praise and give God glory. Amen. I, I know, I know I haven't experienced a lot of things that that some of you have experienced, but I, I have experienced disappointments in my life, and, and I have experienced trouble in my life, but I, I know this, that in your lowest point, amen, I have found this to be true, that when I am feeling like I'm dragging the bottom, I feel like that, man, if I could just get to the house of God and I could have some good brothers or good sisters there that would pick up my hands in the Lord and I know that somebody is going to lay their hand on me and pray for me. I can remember, I can remember here a few years ago when I first moved to Texas, I, I was going through one of the most horrible and trying trials of my life and to some of you it may not seem that it's a big deal but to me it was a very big deal at that time in my life I was a very young man and I was trying to make decisions of what to do and what not to do and and I, I just just got away from my parents and I I was free to do whatever I wanted to do and I had a calling of God on my life and the devil was saying, you know, if God loved you, this wouldn't be happening and, and uh, you know, this shouldn't be going on in your life. You ought to just quit. You ought to just throw in the towel. And I can remember one night over in that gym, we were in the prayer room and I was sitting in the corner by myself and I was praying, God, just... Just let somebody come by and pray for me. Let somebody come by and help me this morning or this evening. God, I've got to have a touch from heaven. I, I'm just about at my roads in and I can remember everybody had left. And I said, well, God, it don't look like you answered my prayer. And then I could hear the faint voice of another man in there. And there was a good brother that come over and grabbed me around the shoulders and started squeezing me. Amen. Brother Rivers had me in a headlock or a chest lock or whatever kind of lock and he started praying with me and I prayed through again all over. Amen. Something made a difference in my life and I realized that it doesn't matter where you're at in life. What matters is your attitude and your heart. Amen. You have got to have a thankful heart to give God praise and to give God glory. It doesn't matter if I'm eating manna from heaven or if I'm eating cracker and waters. I can still pray and magnify God because God is a 
God is a just God. God is worthy of all of our praise. God is worthy of all that we could give Him. Amen. Amen. I am so thankful today for a good church. Amen. I am so thankful today for each and every one of you. Don't you ever let the devil lie to you and tell you that you're, you're not ever thought of and you don't make a difference. Each and every one of you make a difference in the church of God. And I'm thankful. I am just thankful to be part of this church. And I want each and every one of you to know this morning that I love each and every one of you very, very dearly. And I claim it an honor and a privilege to be your pastor. Amen. And I want you to know each and every one of you can look at your neighbor sitting beside you and say, I thank God because there's somebody there that when I am down, they don't stomp me and they don't kick me when I'm down. Amen. But when I make my way to the altar, somebody is there to grab a hold of my hand and lift me up before the presence of the Lord. Amen. Until I am able to give God praise and give God glory and give God honor again. A thankful heart. Amen. We look at David. David's life. If we want God's blessings in our life, we need to learn how to bless God. Amen. You were wonderfully created with the ability to magnify and bless the name of the Lord. Oh, you were made for a purpose today. You were made for a purpose today. And that purpose was to give God praise. And to give God glory from your heart. It's got, it can't just come with your lips, but it's got to come from your heart. You have got to have a thankful heart. Psalms 104 tells us how to come into the house of God. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and come into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Amen. When we come into the house of God, it shouldn't be had, had to be uh, pumped up or hyped up. But when we walk through the presence, oh, hallelujah. When we walk into the presence of the Lord, automatically our countenance ought to change. Amen. The devil will say you're not worthy to praise God. The devil is correct about that. But I want to tell you the scripture says that everything. Amen. This Bible says that everything that hath breath. Praise the Lord. Amen. That is your job. That is what God called you to do. That is what God demands out of you. That you will lift up and magnify and praise the name of God. Oh, I will be thankful. Oh, hallelujah. Why don't somebody just praise him this morning? Why don't you just lift up the name of the Lord this morning? Why don't you just magnify Him just for a few moments today? Why don't you enter into His gates with thanksgiving and come into His courts with praise? 
Be thankful unto Him and bless His name. Amen. I believe that God is looking over the balconies of heaven into this service this morning. Amen. He's got His ear tuned in to First Pentecostal Church in Sealsby, Texas. And I'm, I'm listening for somebody, amen, that might be going through a trial. I'm listening for somebody that's thankful for the Holy Ghost. I'm listening for somebody to come in and say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, you're a good God. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. If you want something, amen, you can be seated for a few moments. If you want something just naturally in this natural life, dealing with humans, if you want something, if you want them to do something, you know the best way to get them to do something is brag on them a little bit. Tell them, man, man, can't nobody... Do it like you can do it. Sister McKinney, there ain't a soul in here can make one of them coconutless coconut pies like you can. Woo. Sister Massengill, can't nobody fry pies like you can. Sister Lisa, can't nobody have them cinnamon rolls and chocolate chip cookies. Now, y'all catch the hint? <laughs> Praise God. See, there, there is, if, if you want something, now I'm going to see if that works. I believe that'll work. Praise God. I'm going I'm to be looking for that to work. <laughs> but if you want something out of God, the best way to get something from God is magnify and praise God. Amen. What we come into God's presence with too many times is, God, I want. Some, some people's problem is the only time they pray is when they're in trouble. And God, I got to have a miracle. God, you, oh God, you... You know I come to church three times last month. God, I, man, you got to move right now, God. You got to do something right now, God. You, you have got to perform them instead of when nothing is wrong. Still getting down on your face at night or in the morning or at noonday and saying, God, I don't need a thing today, but I just wanted to come into your presence and tell you, hey, God, you're a good God. Hey, God, you're a great God. Hey, God, you're a miracle working God. It doesn't matter what I'm going through, God's still good. It doesn't matter what I'm facing, God's still good. It doesn't matter what kind of problem I have, God is just about to deliver me. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Psalms 9, 1 and 2. This is a psalm of David. He said, this is what I will do. I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praises to thy name, O thou most high. This is what I am going to do. Now you, you look at David's life. David was not a perfect man at all times. David had some serious issues in his life. He made some terrible mistakes. He committed adultery. Had a child that he should not have had. And then he killed somebody to cover it up. This don't sound like a good man. But he realized, hey God, 
I know that you are a merciful God. And what David did not allow the devil to steal from him was his ability to praise and magnify God. David went through trials in his life. We find that David was in the midst of a time of being evicted out of his kingdom. Amen. And not knowing where to turn or where to go. He was kind of running scared and this is what he said in verse 34 or chapter 34 in verse number 1. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually come out of my mouth. Amen. I know I may not have a home. I know I may have been just kicked out of my palace. I know my son has risen up against me. But I will still bless the Lord. I will still magnify God. I will still be grateful to God. Why? Because I have a thankful heart. Hallelujah. 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 Still. David, you are you're a failure. You you were a mistake. David, you you know, if, if you were who you were supposed to be, you wouldn't have committed what you committed. And some of you are fighting the very same thing in your life today. The devil's telling you what a creep and what a failure you are. And how many times that you've stumbled and how many times that you've failed and how many mistakes that you've made and telling you God don't even want your praise. Amen. But I am here to tell you that the devil is a liar and the truth is not in him. Amen. I don't care where you've been or what you've done what you need to do is repent amen allow God to forgive you and get your hands up in the air and say God I know I may not be worthy and I know I can't offer a lot but I just want you to know I am grateful I have a grateful heart I just want you to know I am grateful oh hallelujah 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 David said in 57 and 7, he said, my heart is fixed. Circumstances don't change the way I feel. It may change the way way that I, I have in life, in this natural life. But circumstances don't change who I am on the inside. He said, my heart is fixed, oh God, my heart is fixed, and my heart is fixed upon this, I will sing and give praise. Amen. The secret of David's success was in Psalms 102 and 18, he says, this shall be written for generations to come, and the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. Amen. David was tell us the secret of his success was hey I always praise God I always was thankful amen I always was grateful for the mercy amen in the long suffering with God I was always grateful that he took me from being a shepherd boy on the backside of the hill and put me in the kingdom in the palace upon the throne put me in the kingdom in the palace Psalms 106 and 1 says, Praise ye the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Why, in the midst of heartache, should I give thanks unto the Lord? 
for his mercy. Why in the midst of trouble? Why in the midst of loss? Why in the midst when some of you are laying there at night and your companion has been taken from this world and you wonder, God, why? Why should I still give thanks unto the Lord? David said, for he is good. Don't ever let the devil take that away from you. It doesn't matter because God is still good. It doesn't matter because God is still good. Amen. And His mercy endureth forever. So what I am going to do, God, I'm just going to keep on being thankful. I'm going to keep on praising you. I'm going to keep on lifting up your name. I'm going to keep on magnifying you because you are a good God. Magnifying you because you are. Why don't we all stand this morning, lift our hands toward heaven, and thank Him for His goodness? Why don't somebody praise Him today? Why don't somebody praise Him today? Why don't somebody praise Him today? Why don't somebody magnify the Lord today? Why don't you think of something that God has done for you this year and give Him glory and give Him honor and give Him praise? Hallelujah! 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't you lift him up today? Why don't you magnify him today? Why don't you glorify him today? Why don't you give him some praise? I tell you today, what I am thankful for, I am thankful for my family. I tell you today, what I am thankful for. Oh, I tell you, I want, I want my girls to come up here right now. Where are you at, girls? Come here. Come here, Tiffany, you're one of mine. Come on up here. Terry, you're one of mine. Come up here. Tammy, Tony. Where's Tammy at? She probably seen this coming. She got out of Dodge. Man, a life. Blessed is a man whose quiver is full. They're not boys, but they can still catch a fish and kill a deer. They're not boys. All you young men better look at that too. They know how to shoot a gun real well.